0: Hello and welcome to Young Folk Knits. I'm Casey. And I'm Becky. And this is a very yarny podcast. Hello, Becky. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing good. How about you, Casey?
0: I am doing good. I've got my hot tea and sat down. I've got the fan going. We've now reached summer heat extravaganza temperatures <laughs> so. so real <laughs> i've got my fan on at all times i saw the, the the funniest um reel the other day about southerners that you know we sl- we can sleep through anything thunderstorm tornado warning dogs alarm but if the electricity goes out and your fan turns off <laughs> immediately like what what is that what's going on
1: <laughs> it's the sound of silence
0: <laughs> do you sleep with a fan
1: Oh, for sure. Multiple. We have an overhead fan and then we have a pedestal fan that we have blowing on us.
0: <laughs> That's exactly what I have. I always have the two going at once. And you know what? It's not even about the the temperature. It's about the sound at this point. I have to have that sound, that watt noise.
1: Right. We usually have um, a little sound machine, especially for the wintertime because I'm cold and I can't have a fan in the wintertime. So I have a little sound machine. And then one time we went on vacation and we forgot to bring the sound machine and my husband and I were so desperate as to what to do. We found, we turned on a radio that was beside the bed and turned it to a, a like a non-existent station and just turned the static up.
0: <laughs> that's, that's smart thinking. I, if I ever forget my fan, we, we actually pack our our fan when we go on vacation. And if I forget it, we immediately have to go to like a dollar store and buy a box fan
1: which i don't even know if that would work anymore because aren't radio stations i mean are, is this is the way the sound comes different now it's like digital or or what i, I don't, don't know. know is there really radio waves anymore can you still
0: get static
1: that's what i'm wondering is it has it gone the way of the rotary phone
0: i think you can i mean i think you can still get a little bit of static but probably mostly I just hear it get really quiet. Like it's not good quality, but not, I don't think I can, I don't think I remember hearing staticky sounds in a while.
1: I don't even listen to the radio anymore is the point. (laughs) So I don't really know, like I don't scan the radio. I mean, I'll listen to like internet radio and, um, mostly just like Pandora or a playlist on my phone.
0: I do still listen to the radio in the car. Sometimes I would say it's 50, 50 more likely to listen to like Apple music, for instance, but uh, I do still listen to the radio sometimes every now and again. I do. I do like our local country station. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you been knitting on this week? Don't I, you're not going to say the rift. Are you? It's that
1: it. people are going to be sad. I need to find a way to just slip that into conversation. Um, I pulled out a pair of socks that had been sitting there for a while. And I thought I would start that up because, um, Kay of the crazy sock lady, she's doing her summer sock camp and this year anything goes. So if you have whips, whatever, just, you know, get your stuff out and finish it. So I thought, okay, I'll do that. So I pulled out a pair of socks and then I also started, over the weekend I started a ranunculus, like a summer ranunculus. And I thought that would also be good for Mega's um summer tea of dreams cow. Is that it? Did I say
0: that I think right? It's a make it a make along.
1: Maybe it might be the Mal, yeah. Um so I I pull I started a ranunculus and then I got all the way through the textured stitches and then I saw that I dropped a stitch right before right after the collar right in the short rows and I was just like I can't live like this and so then I pulled it out and I started back again but the cool thing about ranunculus is it goes so fast and so I'm already I've already that happened I think I don't know if it was Friday or Saturday do you remember Saturday
0: seems like this weekend
1: yeah and so I'm already split for the sleeves today so after re-knitting it so it's wasn't it wasn't a super sad thing
0: Yay. So you said it's summer ranunculus. Tell us about the yarn you're using.
1: I'm using Knit Picks Kotlin and it's a DK weight yarn and it's, I think it's 70% cotton, 30% linen. And it's just going to be really nice. And it's in a cream, a cream color. I don't know if it has a, let me see if it has a name on the label for the color. Nope. (laughs) Just a number, but it's just the cream like, oh yeah, it does. Swan. It's in the color Swan. It's just a very natural cream color
0: I like that swan color I've used it in some rug mugs that I've made before I really like that color it's a good I natural think- color but not too gray or or too beige I feel like it's a good a good creamy color though it is
1: it really is that's a good way to know that you're from the south when you say hey can you say rug mug <laughs> rug <laughs> mug <laughs>
0: My rug mug, rug
1: and, mug. so what have you been working on?
0: I have been trying to finish up my air tea, so I'm working on some sleeves tonight. I actually picked up for my sleeves, I would say about thirty minutes ago, <laughs> and i'm gonna I'm gonna do that tonight. They're short sleeves, so I might even finish one of them tonight. We'll see how much knitting time I get, but uh, I'm using the wool dreamers' sauna sauna. <laughs> a uh, base which is cotton and merino and i'm really enjoying it so far i've got until june 14th to finish my test knit so i've still got to knit both sleeves and a little bit more body length but i think i can do it
1: you can do it
0: and then i've been working on another test knit a little bit but i've had to set it aside because the air tea takes priority, it's due first. And then my other test knit is due sort of the beginning of July. So I've I've moved all attention to finishing up my air tea. And I really like, I tried it on, doesn't have sleeves yet, but I think it's it's gonna be really cute because it's just a creamy color, white color. I think it's gonna be a really nice tea to wear under overalls, or I have this sort of jumper shorts overalls from Old Navy that are in a linen blend fabric. And they the straps knot at the front, you know, instead of a buckle. And I think that this shirt would actually be really cute underneath those. So I'm excited to get that finished up.
1: So after you finish your test knits, are you going to sign up for more test knits? Or are you going to knit?
0: I, I cannot sign up for any more test knits. <laughs> Not for a few months. Don't let me do it. When I when I send you a message and say, look how cute this is, remind me of that. Okay. Don't be like, oh, that is cute. <laughs> say no. <laughs> okay, so our first question, is there any project that you gave up on but that still haunts you? Tell us about it, Becky. Do you have a whip that you regret? I
1: have, well, I have... I started the. uh, I think it was it a find your fade. What was the fade?
0: Free your fade. Find your fade. The shawl. One of those the shawl. Shawls.
1: Yeah, I don't know which one. I can't now. I can't think of it. I don't I know think which it was one. Find it your
0: fade. fade. I think, I think was it was find your fade. fade. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: I started the find your fade, and I I got really far on the find your fade, and then the the color that I used in the middle. So I only used four colors, but the main, like the color right in the middle, I just started hating and everyone's like, just keep knitting. You'll like it in the end. And I just, I couldn't. And I got almost the very end and it was the color like smack dab in the middle. And that's a big shawl with a lot of stitches. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I hate this. And so I started pulling it out and it's in a bag and I still haven't gotten to the hated color yet. <laughs> I pulled out the other the other two. And then I got irritated with that. And then it's just sitting there waiting for me to frog the hated color out. And I probably actually won't even knit the shawl at this point. I love it. I might revisit it later. Nah, I'm not actually. I don't know why I said that. I'm never going to revisit it. <laughs> and it has nothing to do with the pattern at all. It's just my... Color choice and the, the amount of time I spent on it just kind of spoiled it for me
0: you know I remember when you're working on it and I just loved your color choices I thought they were so pretty and I loved it together I thought you did so good picking out those colors but it was was it the kind of peachy one or this more silvery one
1: it was the peachy one and I just I don't know why I hated it so much it just was an ugly color. Kind of reminds me, my grandma had like a peach bathroom. It had, like, it had like a a peach. Remember when old ladies used to decorate toilets? Like they like, like, it had like ruffles and like all sorts of stuff on the tank, on the seat, everything. It was a peach, roughly decorated toilet. And I just, every time I looked at that color, once I realized that's what the color looked like, that exact color, shade of peach, I just looked at it and saw like, Like a fancy toilet in the middle (laughs) i was like i can't do this it was that peach it was the toilet peach so how about you is there a project that still haunts you
0: oh i don't know i'm i'm pretty good at moving on letting it go (laughs) (laughs) in fact i'm trying to remember if there's a project that i've frogged that that really bothers me that i did frog it and i can't think of one right now there's projects that I got yarn for that I didn't start. Those haunt me, <laughs> but I can't think of a project I started and frogged, and I'm upset that I frogged it. So I don't think so. I guess the answer for me is no at the moment. That probably changed next week.
1: You're a well-adjusted knitter.
0: <laughs> Apparently, I save my I save my uh, guilt for other for other areas I- of my life. <laughs>
1: So our next question comes from Sweetheart Knits and they ask, what aspects of knitting bug you? Any knitting pet peeves?
0: So I I don't know. I can't think of anything right at this moment. Tell me what, what kind of pet peeves do you have when it comes to knitting?
1: Okay. So I think that when a designer makes a pattern, not only should they tell you how many rows you should knit for give us the measurement of how long you should knit. They know, they know how long you should knit. It's in, they have it in their pattern, like in their head. But I know that row gauge is important, but sometimes it lies. And sometimes you just want to know how long. So, so instead of telling me knit for 14 rows, tell me how many inches. And that way I can get it. I can adjust my pattern accordingly. That <laughs> I say, okay. Good. Right. So just say, if you want to say the row, great, say the amount of row, but just tell me the measurement <laughs> tell me so many centimeters, so many inches. So that way I can check it and know that I did it. It's where it should be. That's yeah, just- definitely. I feel better now that I've said it.
0: I think a lot of people are able to achieve stitch gauge, but row gauge is a lot harder. And sometimes where you achieve stitch gauge, you're not going to get row gauge and the stitch gauge is usually more important. So if, if a pattern has a measurement, then it's a lot easier to just adjust, you know, you don't have to knit to a specific row, but instead knit to this measurement.
1: Hey, and I mean, it that's the point that's what bothers me is they know that information just tell us like don't hold back tell us information <laughs> you
0: know what else I love which I know it's more work for the designer to have to put all of that in there but I love it whenever I get to an end of a section and they're like this is how many stitches you currently have
1: <laughs> yes I love that too and I think that's one of the reasons why because I'm knitting it now and I, and I see why people love the ranunculus so much is not only is it beautiful and it looks good on so many types of body shapes, but, and it's so customizable, but she gives you all of that. She's like, this is how many stitches you have here. And this is how many stitches you have there. And this is how many, this or that. And when she tells you like a, a lace pattern, she will tell you how many stitches are in that repeat of the lace pattern. So like you can count. So it's just, it's fantastic I don't have I knit another um knit cafe Midori pattern before I'm trying to think I know I have them I have several of her patterns I think that's the only one I've knit so far I have snow crocus and I have a couple other ones I like to knit that clee sweater clay or I don't know how you say it Paul Klee clay. oh yeah that's a good one um but I love the way she writes patterns
0: I got the yarn and everything ready to knit her Snowy Forest, which was in one of the Lana Magazine issues. And I think that's just such a stunning pattern. I would love to knit. Those big cables are just so epic. They are. <laughs> they're, they're just, they're showstoppers. So I would really like to, to knit that one of these days. I think the Ranunculus is the only one of her patterns that I've, I've knit too. But I'm seeing, I just, it's so funny to me, the ranunculus, one of those patterns that every time there's a new group every year of new knitters, the ranunculus just continues to be the most popular pattern <laughs> yeah, for a good for reason.
1: Sure. For sure. And people, then people revisit it too. They say, oh, wasn't that, that was good times. And they'll go back and <laughs> they'll do it and they'll do it in different yarn weights. I'm knitting one right now. The other one was, was like a spring you know, um, ranunculus. It was out of wool, but it, it was, you know, lightweight and it was short sleeve. But while I'm knitting this one, I'm thinking, I think I need a winter ranunculus.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think they're so pretty. I was tra- sitting here trying to think and, I just I don't get too upset really about anything I I I guess unless it's something I've done myself (laughs) one thing I would say is not my fault that does frustrate me is if I buy a book and knitting books are expensive you know especially the hard copies which a lot of nice knitting books are and don't get me wrong I don't I, I don't expect perfection but it is frustrating whenever you have a book and there's errors in a printed book that you've bought because unless you go and specifically look, you have no idea if there's errors in it or not. So that definitely requires a lot of forethought effort because you don't wanna get halfway through your pattern and then realize, oh wow, I've been doing this wrong this whole time and there was no way for me to know it. <laughs> so that does that does kind of irritate me a little bit, but, you know, I guess you could solve it by always checking your patterns for erratas that's before. True. Did I say that that's word? True.
1: I don't know. That's how I say it in my brain when I read it. Me too. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I. but I agree that if you're going to pay for a book, it should have gone through many hands of editing to make sure that that's completely correct. I mean, people, which I know, I know even after a test and it runs, there still can be um, corrections, but, um, even people who are, are, um, don't have the type of money behind a publishing company, they can seem to, to run through a lot of different test knitters before, before they put their pattern out. So you think that when, when more money's thrown behind it, they should have, um, more testing done for sure.
0: Yeah, that does, it does irritate me a little bit, but most of the time, the things I get Irritated about are things I do myself, right? Like if I'm using an interchangeable needle and my my needle starts coming unscrewed, and then it just falls off. You know that I lose stitches. <laughs> that irritates me met majorly or if I'm knitting and I'm not looking like I'm watching TV while I'm knitting and my beginning around marker falls off and I had, don't know it and I just keep knitting and knitting and five rows later I'm like okay I've lost my stitch marker and I don't know where my beginning around is those yes. things they drive me crazy but it is a problem of my own making
1: right <laughs> um I think one other pet peeve I have that's not of my own making is when you spend money on expensive yarn, and there are tie-ons, like it's tied together, like it's not a full continuous hank of yarn. And I have had that happen with cheap yarn too, sometimes. But I mean, sometimes I've I've bought some expensive yarn. I'm like, I cannot believe that there is a tie-on in this, like, yeah. or a knotted piece together where it's not a continuous piece, and I find that highly irritating
0: (laughs) Yeah, that happens to me a lot and i don't like it it is frustrating i can deal with one but if it's got lots of knotted pieces in it i'm like no 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 they should have done something to (laughs) make it where there was only one at least that is so irritating all right let's see what our next question is okay this is from the navajo knitter do you ever feel guilty about how much time you spend knitting? Nope.
1: <laughs> what about you? <laughs> not really. Not really, no. <laughs> I don't feel guilty at all. <laughs> all right, so our question from Lines Knits is, leave a whip to cool down when you're not happy about it or frog it out on the moment. What would you do, Casey?
0: If you get mad, oh, you know, ripping. <laughs> it depends. I do have whips. I have a, in fact, I have a basket full of whips. I'm not even going to say a few. I have a lot of whips that have gotten set down and I have not returned to. Um, I'm not one to frog something very often unless I am right there in that moment, frogging it and restarting it. So I would say a lot of times I leave things in time out, which they have never been gone back to, and that's probably bad. (laughs) But, you know, sometimes there may be something wrong with what you're knitting in your mind. You don't like the color, you don't like something about it, and if you leave it for 30 days when you come back, you may like it more than you thought you would. So there is that chance, but... I would, so I would say if you're not in need of the yarn for anything else, there's nothing wrong with leaving it for a while to sort of ruminate over whether or not you really don't like it. What do you think?
1: I agree. And I think that sometimes what stops me is if I make a mistake or, um, I don't fully understand the pattern, I will stop but usually I will try to find assistance in either from YouTube or from you in, in the pattern, I guess, to say like, what does, what does this person really mean? Um, I'll usually stop there and I'll wait till I can figure it out. Or sometimes I can put a, put something down that I've made a mistake in and then I'll think about it and I'll be less frustrated later. And then like, it's not, I, I swear to you, I will wake up sometimes in the middle of the night knowing how to fix something like that's what I'll do. And I didn't even realize that I was thinking about that subconsciously, but I will wake up be like, I know how to fix that.
0: <laughs> like, I had no idea that was bothering me so much.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> and so usually I'll, I'll leave it. I don't, I don't frog things quickly. As you can tell, I have not, how long ago was it that I made that fade a long well, time and it's still not fully frogged. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I know you were working on it last winter, not this past winter, but the one before.
1: Right. Still in there.
0: I need to go on a Frog It or Finish It adventure because I do have a basket full of projects that a lot of them, there's nothing wrong with it. Maybe I just had to set it down because I started a testnet and I was working on something, but I needed to focus my attention on finishing a testnet and then I never went back to it. So I do find that if I put something down in the moment, it is really hard for me to go back to it. I mean, really hard. (laughs) Um, In fact, if I frog something because I'm upset by the pattern, then there's a very good chance I will never ever knit that pattern in future either. (laughs) So for me, if I do leave a whip to cool down, there's a good chance I'm never going back. (laughs) that's unfortunate for me. And so I was just thinking, I've been thinking about this last two months about all the yarn I have in these projects that I'm not working on. Realistically, am I ever going to go back and work on them again? I don't know. If I am, then I need to go back and work on them before I try to do other things. <laughs> Otherwise, I think it would probably be wise to frog everything, put my yarn back in my yarn cabinet. And that's a little bit less stress in the back of my mind of unfinished projects looming.
1: <laughs> I think that's a good idea. That'd be a good idea for a YouTube video too. Just saying.
0: Nobody wants Nobody wants to see that pile of whips <laughs> that
1: are <never> finished. <laughs> Well, if you don't want to do it for everyone, just FaceTime me. I want to see it.
0: How many unfinished whips do you think you have right now that are, you're not like actively working on?
1: Just one, just that, just that fade. I, I can't, I don't like it. Like I don't, I find that overwhelming. And that is just me. And I'm not putting judgment on anyone about the amount of whips they have. You could have 50 and I would not think less of you, but I just don't, I don't like it. It makes me just makes me feel overwhelmed. Like I don't like to have unfinished things around me that much. And so, yeah.
0: And sometimes it almost causes a paralysis of like, Or I'm overwhelmed by so many things I need to work on. I I can't even, I don't even know what I should do. So I'm not going to do any of it. (laughs) So yeah, maybe this, maybe this month I'll go through all my bags and do that. I I do think it makes it so hard to make progress whenever you're trying to spread yourself across a lot of whips. So that's why so many of my whips don't get finished. Because I do have to finish some things. And they get the focus and all the other stuff gets put to the side. And then I don't want to go back to it. So I do think it's definitely smart to not start <laughs> too many, not have too many unfinished whips.
1: What are you going to start next?
0: I think that the next next thing I'm going to knit, which has changed over and over and over again, is the Rosinland top by Sari Nordland in some 100% cotton yarn, the Cotton Pure from Pearl Soho. I believe I am going to start that because I think from what everyone is telling me, Rhinebeck is, you know, who knows whether it's gonna be hot or cold and that most of the time is actually pretty warm, especially in the afternoons, you know, not cold enough at all to wear a big cabled wooly sweater. So I'm thinking I might like to have some vests to wear over dresses or over a linen shirt. And knowing me and how long it takes me to finish stuff, I figure I better start now. (laughs) So I think that's going to be my next cast on. What about you? What do you want to cast on after you finish your ranunculus?
1: I'm going to cast on my Pinguono. I got my yarn in from Woolen Company. And it's the lace weight that I'm going to hold with everything to, to, I mean, it's so, it's so thin. I hopefully you can see it, (laughs) but, um, I'm going to hold it with, with all my scraps. That way it kind of has some cohesiveness. So that came in the mail. Um, and I ordered a two other, um, colors that I had just a little bit of in my scraps, but I wanted to have more of it in the Pinguono. So I ordered two more skeins of yarn, um, for that. And so I think I'm going to start that and then I'm going to start something, something smaller. That way I don't have a giant penguin is the only thing I'm working on. And that way I can take it with me places because I like to, I'd like to have something for the car or for, you know, knitting at a river or whatever, something small.
0: I saw that Ashley from Design by So-and-so is... Maybe about to put out a test call for a sort of neckerchief neckerchief, um, little neck scarf that I thought was so cute. And that's one other thing that I might want to knit. Something like that, whether hers or something similar, um, for a nice little end of summer, fall accessory to have. I think that would be fun, too. But I think your Pinguono is going to be epic. It's going to be absolutely gorgeous so fun so funky it's <laughs> gonna be awesome i can't wait to see it i hope I so. I'm-, you- I'm just excited for you to cast on i'm wanting to live vicariously i'm i'm like over here i've ever since you told me you were gonna make it i've been impatiently waiting for you to cast <laughs> it on but you're one of those people who finish your projects first before starting <laughs> another one
1: well, you won't have to wait too long because the ranunculus is such a speedy thing. So I am almost, like I said, split for the sleeves. I'm just knitting the body. And I'm going to have little short sleeves on this one. So it, it'll be this week, I think. Pretty
0: sure Exciting. it will be. I can't wait. Let us know in the comments what y'all are working on and also don't forget that if you have a topic or question you would like for Becky and I to chat about that you can visit youngfolkknits.com and submit your question there. Thanks for hanging out with us. We can't wait to chat with you again soon and until next time happy knitting y'all.
1: Happy knitting.